The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. And now, are you ready to begin? Welcome to the revolution. Are you guys ready? Ooh. Ready yourself! We're practically circus people! <laughs> this is Bunny. How's it going? This is a stupid show. Yeah! 15 years of broadcasting excellence. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel. Today on The Revolution, we're hunting predators. Challenging the top of the food chain. Ah! That's amazing! Thank you very that much. That was intense. Mrs. Bunny, Mrs. Bunny, how you doing? Woo, I'm here. How are you? You know who's not here right now? Jim, in lieu of Jim- condolences, sympathies, See, send me donations. This is what Canada does to you. It is. They blow your knee out. They do. So, this pa- what happened? If anybody- what happened was a Mountie shot him. A mount- <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> he was actually riding a bear, and a Mountie <laughs> shot him. Yeah. He- hey. uh, no, this past- it was a whole lot less spectacular, actually. This past spring, he tripped on a dog while bear hunting and blew his knee out, correct? <laughs> I mean, A domesticated dog at the front of a cabin. Like, not you know- not even out hunting. He tripped on a dog and unfortunately led to this untimely knee replacement. You know, I feel bad because nobody has ever asked how the dog is doing. No, I know. You know. I was like, oh, poor Jimmy. You know, the dog died. Uh, no, but he blew his knee out bear hunting this past spring up in Canada. And he just now had surgery. Yeah. And so he, I think he's going to be stopping by. He's not going to be here the whole show. Maybe for an interview or two. He's going to tell us how Between he's, rehab or how, so. Yeah, he's going to go to rehab today. That's for the alcohol. <laughs> oh, for his knee. Oh, but it, it, it's kind of sad. He actually came to me, Mrs. Buddy. And he's like, this surgery has really taken it out of me. And I'm going to need you to be there for me. And I looked him straight in the eyes and I said, I'll stand by you. I'll stand by you. And, and then he goes, but look what it did to my leg. It, it just completely tore up my leg, Trav. And I said to him, these bruises make for better conversation. It was really touching, you know? It was. And then he, he it, you, you remember this part, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> he goes, I, I've never told this to anybody, but I'm friends with the monster that's under my bed. Get along with the voices inside of my head. You know, I, it's either that or the Percocets <laughs> having a, like a delirious effect I on think him. the Percocets are really working. <laughs> right. So once again, we are talking Predators on today's show, challenging the top of the food chain. And we're going to be joined by Abner Druckenmiller. He's the co-host of Fox Bros. Fur Takers on Outdoor Channel. Make sure you watch it. Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Plus, Jeff Nemnick, he's totally B.A. Uh, he's from Nebraska, too, and he's the reigning world champ of the World Champion Coyote Calling Contest. And Mr. Dan Harrison, Mr. Mustachio himself, he is with Remington Country on Outdoor Channel in an unpost chance north. They're all going to be joining us in, in Mrs. Bunny. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a wonderful, and, and also Jimmy. Yeah. He is going to be stopping by. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to be talking about? Let's talk uh, cat hunting. Let's talk about cats, baby. And it's brought to you by Nissan. Mrs. Bunny is based at the Lioness Warrior. She's the goddess of cats, protection, joy, dance, music, family, and venison grilling. 
And she's brought to you by Nissan. The goddess of venison. Of everything. Let's just be really honest here. All right, so, Mrs. Bunny, take it away. Okay, if you ever thought about challenging the top of the food chain, you ought to first make sure that you can actually handle the challenge. Okay, <laughs> so there are multiple news stories all the time about coyotes. People getting attacked. Coyotes coming in and attacking people's animals or um, or them themselves. But how about bobcats or mountain lions? Now, okay? those are a bit meaner and bigger. Okay, so... In May of this year, a turkey hunter out of Virginia was out in the woods, and he already bagged a couple gobblers, and mm-hmm. he was sitting there working on another one when it went tight-lipped, and he was kind of looking around. He's a wildlife biologist. Oh, really? He's sitting up on a hill, and he looks down the hill, and a bobcat is making its way to him. And um, so he kind of looks at it, and he's mm-hmm. watching it. He gets out his camera, and he's kind of, because uh, they're kind of, you don't usually see them. you know. No. So he's filming the whole thing. And, oh, really? It's videoed? Uh, yeah, it's videoed. And he he released it. He's like lurching and he stops. Mm-hmm. And so the guy gives him a distressed squirrel call. Oh, are you serious? This thing's coming towards it's him and he gives it a distress him. call? And then he snaps a photo. Oh, it and ticked it something off. something about that flash. That sequence. That sequence there of the the, the, the call. The distress. And then that. And then the flash. Like flamed up it, this, <laughs> this instinct to pounce. And to like this, attack. This sucker attacked the guy. And it was like a full grown bobcat. Yeah. And it really? Goes, it goes after the phone where the phone's at right up by his face and he swatted it. Uh, and the cat went, I mean, running. I mean, there's like, you see um, the camera going, blah, 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 you know, like the camera's like all tossing around <laughs> and moving and stuff. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see this cat, this, not even the cat, it's just like a streak take off. Yeah. But that to be said, you shouldn't challenge something if you cannot handle the challenge. I mean, now did he get like bit or anything? Oh, well, scratched up and stuff, but not not beyond I, that. I bet you'd have to get a rabies shot. Oh, he you might have would. to. Might have to. Well, and on that note, a woman in July um, was just standing outside of her house, mm-hmm. and she was reportedly um, uh, just standing on her porch, and a bobcat comes by and starts hissing at her, and then <laughs> just jumps on her and bites her. Really? And, you know, there's not really. Is this like in the middle of suburbia, or is yeah. she like out in the country? No. Well, I mean, I'm not. It doesn't really say. And so, anyways, they don't know if it was rabbit or not, but I think she went ahead with a rabies test because... I think you would want to. Yeah, you know? exactly. Who However, knows what you can track. on a scarier note, mm-hmm. and my third and final one, okay. Vancouver Island, British Columbia, here we are. Jimbo, a, yes. he bit somebody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, dog he stepped on, bit this, him. This is just in September. A father okay. on back at Vancouver Island had to act quickly to save his daughter from a mountain lion or a cougar or whatever oh, you want to call it. Really? After this mountain lion jumped into the backyard uh-huh. and their two-year-old daughter was playing oh, in the backyard serious? and it grabbed her and put its head in her mouth. Like jumped over the fence and jumped grabbed the, the kid and bit her on the head? And came in and was, Holy hold, was holding her head in his mouth. And the dad is just sitting there relaxing in the backyard with his wife. And like, what are you going to do? And he grabs his daughter's shirt to try to grab her so that the lion like, can't take off war. with her. And he punches the cat in the oh, face. Are you serious? Oh, that in is the face. awesome. And, and you know, like he punched it all happening so quick. He's not even sure what really had, what really had her. I mean, well, yeah. at that point it's just save my like daughter. Natural instinct. At um, that point, the cat was so stunned. It just let go. Well, I would too. Yeah. It jumped back <laughs> up into a tree and they call the conservation officer while they take the, the kid to the hospital, which thank God they were fine. And the officers located the cougar and they um, had to kill it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, Serious. I mean, did it like hurt the kid though? By, besides some puncture wounds and just being scratched up? No. But I mean, oh talk about God. terrifying, you know. Now, where was this at? In British Columbia? Vancouver Island. Stinking Canadians. They have the worst luck ever. Tell you what. Don't Man. take off. Don't take off a cougar. That is crazy. Exactly. I know. Holy cow. So crazy. You know, same thing happened like 
I reached for a chicken wing and Jimbo bit me. Yes. You know, it, yeah. it can happen. You never know. You just have to be ready. Well, you know, the, and the able thing to react. that you have is that you've got nimbleness on him now that he can't move. <laughs> He's not really fast. So. Yeah. All right. So what else you got, Mrs. Bunny? That's it. Mrs. Bunny? You're so Woo! much better than Jimbo. I'm sorry, but you're more fun than Jimmy. Well, what can I say? But Jimmy will be here after the break. He's going to be joining us with... Abner Druckenmiller. That's right. He is the co-host of Fox Pro's Fur Takers on Outdoor Channel. Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Abner and Jimby will be joining us. Once again, we are talking predators. Coming up next. All right, so a big shout-out to Outdoor Channel. OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Nissan. NissanUSA.com. Remington. Remington.com. High Mountain Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N. Jerky.com. Cabela's. They're the world's foremost outfitter. Cabela's.com. Cabela's.com. Here is a word for Mark. Don't go anywhere. Once again, Mr. Abner Druckenmiller. He is coming up next. He is with Fox Pro takers on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Him and Jimmy, they'll be back. And Mrs. Bundy, you'll be coming back for some uh, little tips throughout the show, correct? I will be back. All right. We appreciate you, Mrs. Bunny. Woohoo! We'll return in just a minute with Mr. Abner and Jimmy as we talk more about predator hunting. Don't go anywhere. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Celebrating 15 years of excellence in broadcasting. Wishing Jimby a speedy recovery from his knee surgery. Yep, he's at home right now, reloading all his ammunition. Stick around. The revolution will return right after this. My son has a favorite saying, Dad, don't worry about it. Things will work out. When death is close. Started to wonder if he had died that night. Will you respond? You can't make the situation any better, but you can sure make it worse. When is that point when they're looking for a body? All that was in my mind was save my brother. I gotta save my brother. I just refused to die. Fight to survive. All new season. Saturdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. This is the sound of the Cummins V8 turbo diesel in the new 2016 Nissan Titan XD. This is the sound of the Titan flexing its 310 horsepower muscle. And its gooseneck hitch hooking up a massive trailer. This is the Titan's 550 pound-feet of torque, effortlessly towing over 12,000 pounds of boat, horse, pipeline, or RV. This is the sound inside the Titan's luxurious cabin as the six-speed transmission puts the power to the road and the fully boxed steel frame gives a smooth, solid ride. This is the sound of the Titan XD being named 2015 Truck of Texas by the Texas Auto Riders Association. And this is you opening the window for some real music from that Cummins diesel. That is the sound of the new Nissan Titan XD, the every-duty truck, coming this winter. Nissan, innovation that excites. Tow package and Cummins diesel engine are available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. And now, Thanksgiving at the Revolution with Jim and Trav's house. Um, could someone please pass the stuffing? Cool. Now, here are the boys, presented by Outdoor Channel. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we heard from Miss Bunny, and she was talking about... What is it? She was talking about when animals attack. That's right. Plus you. Uh-oh. You ate up so much of the first segment of the show. Well, By the way, how is your knee? Everybody wants to know, how are you doing? We are getting a lot of emails then, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yeah. How is your knee? Okay. Actually, I'm doing pretty good. I'm able to uh, move around. I've got a lot of more... 
lot more mobility in my knee. It seems, although it is swollen, uh, it seems to be a lot tighter than it was. Well, there you go. Who the heck's coming up next? Right now, you mean? Yeah. We're just now going to be joined by Abner Druckenmiller. He is the co-host of Fox Pro Fur Takers on Outdoor Channel. Make sure you watch it Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. All right, so Abner, we're, we're done talking about your knee now, Jimmy. I'm, I'm going to call it. you Little Abner. Uh, Abner, now, now let's talk about concealment when predator hunting. Because everybody, man, we, if you're deer hunting, elk hunting, whatever, it's like camel this, camel that. Uh-huh. You know, and concealment. Um, does the same thing apply to predator hunting? Are they blind as a bat? Um, as far as concealment, it's always a great thing to break up your outline. And what I like to do is look to get in the shadows. And, you know, I tell you what, we hunt at night, too, for fox here in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been blessed to hunt all over the country. But when I'm calling during the day, I'm going to look for those shadows to sit in, something to break up my outline. Another rule of thumb is not, not to sit on top of hills. You want to sit on the side of those hills um, so you're not skylined. Um, and get the high ground if possible when hunting predators. Even at night, that's important. You know, you think it's dark out, you don't need to get behind some cover or break up your outline. Well, you do need to. You have a little bit of moonlight. I like to get in those shadows created by the moon and also just some structure. I could be here in Pennsylvania sitting in a cut cornfield and there might be a piece of farm machinery or something. Well, that's perfect to sit next to in an open field for calling predators. Okay, so you've, you've concealed yourself fairly well. Uh-huh. Now, uh, early on in the season, do you find that you call more or call less? Well, earlier in the season, uh, we, we typically start calling predators. And we, the, the nice thing about predator hunting, especially coyotes, you can hunt them year-round. And, but we like to, we like to start, we'll do some summer hunting, but we like to start about September. And what you have there is you have a lot of young coyotes, um, and high numbers of coyotes. So in about mid-September, end of September, they're starting to, to, uh, disperse. Some of those young coyotes are getting out on their own. They're getting kicked off. So they're just kind of out there by themselves, just learning how to hunt and things. So they can be very easy to call in that time of year because you have young coyotes and unpressured coyotes. Yeah. Once again, talk with uh, Mr. Abner Druckenmiller. Uh, make sure you watch Fox Pro Fur Takers on Outdoor Channel. That is Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, uh, compared to a lot of people's style, you kind of like to run and gun. Uh, when you set up, how long do you stay on a stand before you move? Right. I, I like to stay on a stand um, roughly 15 minutes. Really? Um, in the breeding season, I'll sit a little bit longer. And it really goes to species, too. If I'm in an area where it looks like there's a cat, uh-huh. A bobcat in the area. I may sit a little bit longer. Now, the reason I sit longer for bobcats, it's not that they take as long to respond to the call. It takes you longer to get an eyeball on them because they're going to use a lot of structure sometimes to come into a sound or your stand. Uh-huh. You might just see a flash or a flicker of his tail or just an eye blinking. So it just takes you a little longer to pick him out. Um, so I'll sit about 15 minutes. Now, if I'm hunting at night here, uh, I may sit 10 minutes because if they're really oh, running wow. and I get to a stand and I hit a blank stand, I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Let's go to another stand. So it's about maximizing your number of stands to get a response, to have more opportunities. And that's just, it's a numbers game. It really is when it comes down to predator calling. So having access is really key. Having lots of places to go call. And I may go in the West, uh, two miles in between stands, depending on the terrain and things. And, here in the east, I could go as little as a quarter of a mile. So now, now, why is it that uh, you you hear coyotes calling out there, and you think it's just one? Next thing you know, it sounds like there's twenty five of them out there, and they're all got a dice game yep. going. 
Yeah, you know, the funny thing about that is a lot of times there's only about two of them or three of them at the most that are making that much ruckus. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It yeah. right. sounds like there's about 20 of them there. Yeah. yeah. No, all they're doing is they're <laughs> excited or they're just proclaiming their territory. Hey, we're over here. Where's everybody else at? You know, or they may respond kind of like a shock gobble a turkey. You know, they hear a siren go off, like an ambulance or something go by. You'll hear them all light up, you uh-huh. know. They're just responding to that just like any other animal would. So when they're howling like that, some people ask, what do you do when they do that? Well, I like to go when they howl like that. doesn't mean it stands up. doesn't mean they smell you, see you, or anything. Um, you could just keep calling and then throw some of your coyote vocals out there. And then pup distress is obviously a great sound that I like to play on the Fox Pro. And uh, that that's a good sound to play when they're doing that as well, before you cut out of that stand. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Abner Druckenmuller, and this guy knows a heck of a lot about calling. That's right. Make sure you watch Fox Pro Fur Takers on Outdoor Channel. That is Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, Mr. Abner, to find out more about you, Fox Pro Fur Takers, everything, everything we've talked about, calls, man, where can we find you guys online? You can go to www.gofoxpro.com to find all the information about our products and our TV show and uh, anything else about predator hunting and calling in general. You bet. Hey, Abner, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Abner Druckenmuller. Miller? Mueller? We've been talking with Abner Druckenmuller. And, of course, uh, he's been talking about the the good things at Fox Pro. No show would be complete if you didn't mispronounce people's names. Well, it's part of my job. It's amazing. Jimmy, now you're not sticking around, but you got to go to I got to go, but I want to introduce our next guest, good friend of the, the, what is this show called? (laughs) (laughs) Good, good friend of the revolution, Chance Orth. Chance Orth, he is coming up next. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, Let's just get to a break. Okay. All right, Abner, man, appreciate you calling in, buddy. Thank you. You bet. Thank you for having me. Fifteen years of broadcasting excellence. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Sending warm wishes of recovery to Jim. Yeah, he's at home after knee surgery. Catching up on Candy Crush. The Revolution will continue next. Below the surface of the ocean, they lie in wait. One of the most dangerous predators of the open sea. Outdoor Channel presents Blue Water Savages. An oceanic bite you, it's game over. A new original series that will leave you breathless. To see so many sides of their personality is extremely rare. But that's what this show is about. How human behavior affects shark behavior. Blue Water Savages. All new series Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. The world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel, the new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington Squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. 
The Revolution with Jim and Trav would like to give thanks to all our friends, family, sponsors, and listeners this holiday season. Now, back to the boys. Brought to you by Nissan. With me, Bunny. Bunny. All right, so Predator Hunting on today's show, challenging the top of the food chain before the break. Abner Druckenmiller, great guy. He's the co-host of Fox Pro's Fur Takers on Outdoor Channel. That is Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And Jimbo was here, Bunny. Jimbo made a brief appearance before he headed off to rehab. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, what do you got for us? I got some news about Bobcats. Oh, Bobcats? Mrs. Bunny, it's all brought to you by Nissan. These wildlife newsworthy moments with Mrs. Bunny are brought to you by Nissan. All right, take it away, Mrs. Bunny. For the first time in nearly 40 years, Illinois, you hunters will be able to pursue bobcats again. Ooh. Illinois Governor Bruce Rauner signed a bill that would open up a limited bobcat season in 2016. Really? Yeah. So um, bobcats have been uh, on the decline for quite some time, but uh, now the DNR says that they're doing great, and so they're opening a season. They're on they, the rise. Yeah. They Shoot face, them. They face few threats in Illinois, and honestly, their biggest threat is vehicles. Are they so, really? Yeah. Honestly, they're, the vast majority of their deaths are vehicle-related, and this has led to fears that the numbers of the cats are growing too fast, and so the DNR wants to help keep the population stable through hunts. All right, Mr. Bunny, you're awesome. Thank you. Talk to you later. Give it up for Mr. Bunny, folks. All right, so Predator hunting on today's show, challenging the top of the food chain. We got a caller. Caller! What's your name? Chance. So when I think of Unpro, mainly Chance, you're always trapping things, you know, getting back <laughs> to your roots. I think of like Jeremiah Johnson. Absolutely. Uh, you yeah. know, I imagine you living in the woods in some cabin with all these pelts on the side of you, the wall, man. Now we- I got my woman next to me wearing <laughs> bikini made out of coyote. <laughs> you know, actually, I've heard from a lot of people, pelts are really up, though. Coyote pelts, at least, the price. Coyote, coyote pelts. And, and that's why we're going to see uh, a big push amongst a lot of trappers this year and, and other sportsmen to preserve those pelts as much as they can because it's about the only pelt fetching any money. Now, obviously, like you were talking, you don't want to damage that pelt. You want to keep it as pristine as possible. And so some traps are better than others. What do you prefer when you're out in the woods trapping? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think most trappers will tell you it's pretty universal consensus that the Minnesota brand traps, say a 1.75 to a two-size uh, coil spring, mm-hmm. um, is, is pretty top of the line. Uh, those traps will cost you almost 20 bucks, though, depending on where you buy them. Yeah. Uh, Duke traps make the same equivalent. Uh, they don't have all the modifications that come stock on a Minnesota brand trap, mm-hmm. but they're sufficient. They'll do the job and they cost seven bucks. So if you're looking about getting into trapping, just want to do some hobby trapping on your farm or wherever, um, uh, that would be my recommendation. Start with Duke traps and, and, uh, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go and you set your traps, how many traps do you regularly set out? For coyote, I don't have a lot. I've got a couple of couple of dozen of those Duke 175s that I use. Yeah. And then snares. They're actually technically called cable restraints yeah. here yeah. in Wisconsin. Um, so it doesn't kill the animal. Um, it just holds them in place. And also that will limit the damage to the fur around their neck, uh, which you want to keep as intact as possible. When you snare a coyote, do you like to release it just with your hands? <laughs> do, you, do you keep them as a pet? No, what do you put them down with? Just like a little 22? You know, 
Yeah, twenty two. <laughs> I I prefer a twenty two rifle. I'll yeah. do it from a little bit of a distance, and that way they stay pretty calm. Mm-hmm. When you come up on a coyote, obviously, if you have to get within pistol range to have a perfect skull shot, oh, uh, yeah. headshot, like they they can start leaping and they find all sorts of energy that can you know result in a lost animal, a lost trap. That's right. If you want to do the humane thing and ethically put them down, do it the right way. Take your time. Stay at a distance. Like you said, use a rifle. Make a good, clean shot. Do it the way it is supposed to be done. Not like you see a lot of you know these videos of these idiots out there you know and that's the thing with trappers more than hunters you know uh we really have to be careful about how we portray ourselves and how we interact with a, a society at large because in the state of wisconsin there's only like five or six thousand of us so basically yeah. um it's a really small community and the society you know doesn't think anything good about us they just kind of let us <laughs> exist exactly <laughs> You know, whereas with hunting, there's way too many hunters to start taking away rights. Now, what do you like better? If you could step back into the older days and live off the land, would you prefer more of the trapping lifestyle or the hunting lifestyle? They're two totally different cultures. You know, talking with Tom Miranda, he says that's what really got him into hunting is trapping. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, it's a great, it's a great thing for kids. Um, and, and in fact, I mean, you're right. It is a lot. They are very different, but it's the same basic skills that you use in the hunting woods, except you're trying, instead of just seeing an animal, you're trying to get it to step exactly on the six inch square spot. That's what I was going to say. You know, if it's within, let's say 600 yards with a rifle, I can knock it dead. 60 yards with a bow and be comfortable. I have to get this animal and pattern it and know it well enough that I know it's going to step on this, like you said, little six inch or four inch square. That takes some serious freaking skill, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm a lot of people write trapping off and especially, you know, even sportsmen that have never tried it. And I was just like, Oh, you throw the traps out there and wait. But yeah, it's a lot more complicated than I ever imagined it to be. And it, and it takes a lot more skill than you, you'd guess. Guys devote their whole lives to it. Yeah. I equate (laughs) that to people writing off crossbow hunting as cheating, you know, well, you flip and try it and go out there and see if you're (laughs) successful. You know, there is no advantage. It's, it's all hunting, you know, it's true. I mean, I managed to screw up a a crossbow (laughs) buck this year, (laughs) but in your defense, it was a nice buck and he was really close. (laughs) So (laughs) it all evens out, I guess it all evens out. All right. So we're actually coming up for ad break to find out more about unpro, possibly you, Mr. Chanceworth. Uh, some rules and regulations on trapping and maybe one day go out with you. Where can we find you online, buddy? <laughs> Sounds good. You can carry my gear. Yeah, <laughs> check us out at www.umprofishing.com for our videos. Like us on Facebook at The Unprofessional Fisherman. Twitter handle is Unprofishing. All right, that is Mr. Chance or the Unprofessional Fisherman himself. Uh, here's a word from Mark. Don't go anywhere. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, Nissan Remington, and High Mountain Seasonings. Chance, thanks so much, buddy. We appreciate you. Thanks, Trav. All right, well, don't go anywhere because there's more Predator action to come with Dan Harrison of Remington Country. Make sure you watch it on Outdoor Channel. That is Tuesdays, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, plus Wednesdays, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, Dan Harrison, he's on deck, and here's Bunny's American Trapping History.
Don't go anywhere. Mrs. Bunny's 30 Seconds of American Trapping History is brought to you by Nissan. The history of trapping dates back to the earliest days of mankind. For as long as people have tried to protect themselves from the elements, they've used skins of fur-bearing animals. When the humans first arrived to North America during the Ice Age some 11,000 years ago, much of the continent was covered by glaciers, and these people would not have survived without their fur clothing. The fur-bearing animals and the trappers who followed them played a large role in the development of this country. In 1804, President Thomas Jefferson commissioned Meriwether Lewis and William Clark to explore the lands known as the Louisiana Purchase. One purpose of the Lewis and Clark expedition was to report on the natural resources available in this region. Early trappers were the famous mountain man trappers. These trappers were often the first non-native people to visit and explore the vast wilderness. Their travels mapped the trails that settlers would later follow. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. 15 years and still going strong. A very speedy recovery to Jim after undergoing knee surgery. Don't worry, he'll be back bionic and GMO-free. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after this. In the wild, every animal has adapted to survive. As humans, we have learned from those adaptations to become better hunters. We're the planet's top predator, but we didn't get here alone. I'm Remy Warren. I plan to immerse myself in nature and hunt like an animal. The way of the hunter is a humbling path. I'm in awe of these creatures and those who came before me. Apex Predator, Thursdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. It's America's favorite pistol, remastered by Remington. The model 1911 R1, perfected for smooth cycling and peak shootability. In several models spanning every application, from concealed carry to competition, pair it with Remington Ultimate Defense Ammo for absolute surety against any threat, and our squeegee for effortless cleanup. Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto-ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. The Revolution with Jim and Trav would like to remind you to enjoy your Thanksgiving because Christmas starts in like two days. What? Christmas already started? Never mind. Now back to the show presented by Outdoor Channel. Why are you here? You invited me. No, I did. Yes, I am. You are Peggy the Big Mouth Hunter. By the way, hold on. Stop. Please. Shh. We were talking predators. I'm going to mute you real fast. Challenging the top of the food chain before the break. Hold on. <laughs> mute me. Before the uh, break, who would you hear from? Who Chance we hear from? and Mrs. Bunny. That's right. What was Chance talking about? Uh, predators. Trapping. Trapping. What did Mrs. Bunny talk about? Trapping. She, <laughs> oh, she gave a history. She gave a 30-second bit on terrible. history. You are You're reading my notes. <laughs> Alrighty, so all right, predators on today's show. Why? Why are you even here? Seriously, Jimbo wanted to give a shout out and say thanks for, for all the messages he received oh. when he wasn't feeling very good. He he's, isn't feeling good now. Well, but he's getting better. The messages made him. You better. are really bad at conveying messages. I am not. No, I, he did best. say to me, "Let me." I yeah. could. He just should have had me do this. Uh, <laughs> he appreciates all the okay. Facebook messages, yes. all the emails, texts. 
he doesn't know how to text back. So no, but that's guys, why he has people here that can. That's right. All right, so uh, I was going to call you Mrs. Bunny. That is such an insult <gasps> to Mrs. Bunny. Whoa! Whoa! I'm going right, to so, tell your mom. You know what, Peggy, you want to play Disappear? No. There, you're gone. <laughs> All right, so we're here just now being joined. I'll meet you for a second. Bye, Mr. Dan Harrison himself. He is the host of Remington Country on Outdoor Channel. Bye-bye, Peggy. Uh, check it out. Tuesdays, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, plus Wednesdays, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, once again, Remington Country on Outdoor Channel. Uh, there's a great quote. Uh, hold on. What are you doing? There's a great quote uh, from Teddy Roosevelt. You're annoying, Peggy. He says, I want to press the mute button. He says, the wolf is the beast of waste and desolation. That's a pretty tough quote talking about wolves, but it is very true. Um, now, Dan, what are you doing? Uh, Dan, I'm, I'm uh, hold on, okay. I'm holding my I, I muted you. Uh, the, sorry, Dan. There is a delicate balance between managing predators and letting them carry on their natural course, which, we, referring to wolves, is at the top of the food chain. Now, there's some organizations out there that just want us to take a hands-off approach, like Peggy does, but but we can't do that. As outdoorsmen and women and good stewards of wildlife in our land, we can't just sit idle. We have to do something. What's your take on that, man? The minute we, as as humans, get involved and manage one part of Mother Nature, we we force ourselves to manage all of nature. And with the influx of people in in the outskirts, you know, they keep pushing, 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 getting outside the city limits. That's where the interaction with the predators come in, whether it be wolves or grizzly bears, especially um, black bears. And for some reason. People put these predators on such high pedestals and protect them. Yeah. And they are they are just they're the apex predator out there. They they will survive no. unless they're controlled. Why do you think that is? I mean, watching dances with wolves that Kevin Costner maybe perhaps changed their minds. But I mean, these are there's nothing cute and cuddly about them. No. Um but the the one thing is is that all the early Disney movies they portrayed all of their characters as predators. And I think that that mindset has, through the generations, has just put the predators on a pedestal to be protected. And, and they don't realize what reality really is. And to see the devastation and the damage that they can do is, is just unnerving. You know, what's amazing is you hear the plight of, uh, you know, all these PETA people and organization, Wildlife Forever, um, you know, talk about how inhumane hunting is. Well, have they ever seen a wolf take down a cow elk or a baby calf? What uh, they they've do? They've never been outside of their office. It is gruesome. I mean, there is nothing yeah. more brutal than that. But let's look at Wisconsin. I think this is amazing. In the 2013-2014 hunting season, they killed roughly about 260 wolves between trapping and shooting them. All right, but their mm -hmm. population is still at 809. That is 56% pups, 21% yearlings, and 25% adults. At that rate yeah. of reproducing you could freaking wipe out 50% of them, and they're still going to grow. And that's that, that's their guesstimated population. That is not the true population. That is the population that they want to publish. Oh, really? So they're and being fairly conservative then? Very conservative because they don't want to they don't want to be seen as over harvesting. All right, so that is Dan the Man Harrison. Make sure you watch Remington Country on Outdoor Channel Tuesdays, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Also Wednesdays, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, I, I think probably the most highly publicized wolf debate has been in Montana. When do you think it's going to get to a point 
where their argument of just hands off approach isn't going to work anymore. I mean, they're decimating elk populations. How, how can this, we? This will never, this will never change until the ESA is restricted. Really? Um, the Endangered Species Act. It has to be restricted because right across the border in Montana, there's no fences. There's cement pillars that says Canada on one side, USA on the other. There's no, there's no restrictions that are going for wildlife to go back and forth across the border. In Canada, there's 60 to 70,000 wolves. Oh. That we are protecting here. For some <laughs> stupid reason, they are protected animals. And I can go across the border in British Columbia, and I still have a valid wolf tag in my possession uh-huh. where I am able to kill three wolves in British Columbia, which by the border is part of Montana and, and Washington. So that same wolf that we are protecting, I can go across the border where they originally came from, native to that country, not ours, and shoot three of them. Yeah. Idiots. Yeah. I mean, and plainly, it's just idiots out there that's trying to be too good. Yeah, it's the sage-grouse problem. I do a lot of sage-grouse habitat work. And the demise of the sage-grouse is the overpopulation of predators. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as kids, we were able to write a passage for us to go out and set trapping lines. Now, we can't do that because it's illegal. Now, we have declining populations of prey. You know, mm-hmm. mule deer in the western states yeah. are decimated by not only coyotes, wolves, but black bears. And here in my home state of Colorado, they took away the spring bear season. And now you can't go in the woods without seeing multiple bears. And bear hunting needs to be reopened to a spring season here. It's, it's unreal, but it's all protected. Maybe they'll reintroduce unicorns or something. <laughs> <laughs> we can ride unicorns and shoot wolves. All right, so that is Dan Harrison. Make sure you watch Remington Country on Outdoor Channel. That is Tuesdays, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Also, Wednesdays, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, Mr. Dan, if we want to find out more about you, possibly book a hunt with you, man. Just pick your brain, get some great advice. Where can we find you online? ColoradoMountainAdventures.net or just Google me, Dan Harrison, Remington Country TV. That's right. Find him on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. So big shout out to Outdoor Channel, also Remington, Nissan, Cabela's, and High Mountain Seasonings. Here is word from Mark. We got to get to a break. Mr. Dan, man, you're so awesome, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. All right, well, there's more predator hunting to come with Jeff Nimnick right after this. Salvage from the editing room floor. Here's a revolution outtake. Rewind the tape. You think about it, I want to walk into Starbucks, ask them, what coffee grounds is best for giving myself an enema? <laughs> that would be an awkward conversation. Well, I've got a couple ideas for you. You guys are sick. I want something smooth and mild. <laughs> like a tropical breeze. Yeah. A pinch of hazelnut. This has been a Revolution Outtake. More Jim and Trav coming up in seconds. Dream hunts, 1,000 dream photos, hundreds of dream hunting stories. Buy Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls at 719-661-4037 to live the dream. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel. 
and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon, enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. This year at our Thanksgiving feast, we will only be serving food we are truly thankful for. So if anybody wants to come over for pizza, beer, and bacon, come on over. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, brought to you by Nissan. You are back. <laughs> you are like the modern-day plague. Hey! Peggy the Big You Mouth invited me. No, I... Yes, you did. You begged me. I remember it. No one believes you. <laughs> All right, so we're talking predator hunting on today's show. Challenging... Top of the food chain. All right. Well, why are you here? <laughs> okay, I'll make it real You're quick. wasting time. we got to get No, the listen, listen. I want to tell everybody, uh, because the power is going out, winter storms. Listen, it's cold. Check out our website. Go to JimandTrav.com. We have got some wonderful recipes that Mrs. Bunny is cooking up as we speak. That's right. Her uh, Using, venison pot pie. Oh, That's one delish, of my favorites. Delish. <laughs> All right. So just now being joined by ne- by, ne- by Jeff Nemnick. Uh, anyways, Jeff, you got a great article in a Predator Extreme. I, Peggy, I got to mute you. You're annoying me. Uh, wind, the worst four-letter word in a coyote hunting. Now, we all know. Shh. Peggy, we all know, uh, Jeff, how wind affects big game hunting All right, when we're out there. But does the same thing apply to predator hunting when you're coyote hunting? Is this something we need to be cognizant of, man? What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, there's several different aspects of of the wind. First of all, just wind in general and how it affects the behavior of the animal you're hunting. You know, in coyotes in general, you know, they don't like the wind as much as we do, so... You know, when it gets real windy, and we're talking like, you know, maybe 25 mile an hour plus, which mm-hmm. out here in the West, you know, we do get a lot of that wind like that. Oh, yeah. Um, so understanding what a coyote does when when it gets real windy is important. You know, they're still not going to be out roaming around more than likely. You know, they're they're going to kind of be like a deer or an elk or anything else. They're going to find them a nice secluded area where they can bed up with some cover around them to get the wind off of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so understanding where the coyotes go when it gets windy is important because that's going to dictate where you're going to make your setup. Um, and then obviously the wind in, in general affects how a coyote comes to the call. Yeah. Um, you know, coyote eventually wants to use their nose. That's their best asset they have to figure out what it is that's making that sound. You know, so they want to circle downwind of that sound. And, and when they get to the directly downwind of that sound, well, now their nose can take over. And if it is truly a, a real dying rabbit that they're wanting to eat, then obviously the scent trail will take them right to the rabbit. But in our case, when we're calling coyotes, our scent's going directly downwind. So we don't want the coyote to that point. You know, we have to try to kill them, you know, before they get there. So, you know, your setups uh, need to be adjusted for that as well. Now, do you think a predator's senses are more keen versus a prey animal? Let's take a, a white-tailed doe, for instance. Obviously, she's always on high alert because she doesn't want her butt getting eaten. Um, but is a predator's senses more keen in, in that aspect? I don't know. This is, this would just be my opinion on the deal. I would think a coyote or any kind of predator's senses 
at some point are probably more keen yeah. than the prey species, yeah. but they're not on they're not on full alert hundred percent of the time, like the prey species are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying there's times where the coyote, you know, he'll be, he's on full alert cause he's hunting, but then there's times when he's just out there jacking around, laying, laying down in the sun where his senses probably aren't real keen at that point. You know, now does it ever get to a point? Once again, we're talking with uh, Mr. Jeff Nimnick, make sure you hop online, check out coyote craze. Also predator Paul's right here on the revolution with Jim and Trav. Uh, does there come a point in time though, wh- where the wind is just too intense, where it's totally gonna, just screw up the hunting entirely. Does it get to a point like that or not really? You know what I tell people is, is coyotes aren't some mythical creature that just disappears whenever the wind gets above 30, you know? Yeah. I mean, the way people coyote hunt, you'd think that because a lot of guys will go out and, and normally, you know, the early morning and late hours of the day are when the wind will be the less, you know, and it picks up during that middle part of the day during lunch and stuff like that. So, you know, you'll talk to guys and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I went out and I hunted coyotes for a couple hours. And then the wind picked up, and I said, oh, heck, we ain't going to kill any coyotes, and then they go home, you know? So most guys will do that. Um, the, the problem you run into sometimes is if let's say I'm hunting in a contest, you know, and you only have all day to hunt anyway, so you're not obviously going to quit and just, you know, go home. Yeah. You're going to stick with it, you're going to go out there, because those coyotes are still out there. They don't go anywhere. It's just being able to find out where they're at. Now, when you talk about big winds, you know, we're talking, let's say, 35, 40-mile-an-hour winds. The biggest hamper to that is, obviously, it's just not fun to be out there. Yeah. It. Um, but the sound of your call just doesn't travel as far because the, the sound of the wind just knocks it down. So essentially when I'm calling in winds like that, I'm thinking to myself, I need to be set up within probably three or 400, hundred yards of where I think this coyote's laid up in order for them to hear me, in order for them to feel comfortable coming out of their bed, coming across any kind of open train where I can get a shot at them. So, so, you know, that's just important to know that coyotes aren't going to travel long distances when there's a ton of wind like that and to set up, you know, appropriately. Yeah, I think that we just like pack it up and call it quits due to, you know, we might say, oh, there's going to be no coyote out here. But for them, life goes on whether there's wind or not. You know, I I think that mainly we just give up because it's uncomfortable, don't you think? (laughs) We're pansies, man. It's like the worst. (laughs) It's you know last year in a, I hunted a big contest down in Kansas yeah and we were back up hunting in Nebraska and it was absolutely the worst hunting conditions we'd ever hunted in it was um, on Saturday it was like a blizzard coming through it was a high of nine degrees and that oh, was right at sunup that was right at sunup <laughs> yeah and and the by by noon the the temperature had actually dropped down almost to zero and there was about a 35 mile an hour wind oh dang oh that is <laughs> I mean, miserable and it was snowing and yeah. we couldn't see you couldn't see two 300 yards and i had every bit of uh Bella's berber on that i could find you know <laughs> yeah i mean it, i had it packed on there um sunglasses goggles trying to keep my gun was icing up i'd never had a gun actually ice up where i couldn't flip the safety on my ar oh um and, you know, we managed, but we were in a contest. We, you know, I knew we weren't going to kill any going back to town and sitting in the hotel. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not going to kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, we got stuck three or four times in the truck. You know, we're digging out, but we killed three coyotes that day. Oh, geez. Um, you know, and, uh, and it helped us, uh, you know, place up high in the tournament. So, 
you know, we, we kept it going. But yeah, any other time, if if it would have been out hunting for fun with a couple of buddies, yeah, we would have we would have packed it up a long time ago. So. That's right. Go out, put some more holes in coyotes, make some money, buddy. It's the American dream. <laughs> don't, don't, put, don't put too big a hole in them because then they won't be worth twenty five bucks. Don't do it like twenty. That's right. All right. So Jeff Dimnick of Kyle Craze, make sure you hop online, check him out, KyleCraze.com. Also at JimandTrav.com, listen to Predator Pulse. Become maybe perhaps the next world champion. Uh, Kyle Collar. All right, so we're talking predators on today's show, challenging the top of the food chain. Here is a word from Mark. Big shout out to Outdoor Channel, also Nissan and Remington. Got to get to a break. Mr. Jeff, man, you're so awesome, buddy. Always fun, Trav. Revolution with Jim and Trav. Their goal in 2016 is to be on all the social media platforms. Wow, it's like you're the computer machine whisperer. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, and Tinder. Jim really wants to swipe right. 15 years of outdoor radio. The revolution will continue next. This is the sound of the Cummins V8 turbo diesel in the new 2016 Nissan Titan XD. This is the sound of the Titan flexing its 310-horsepower muscle. And its gooseneck hitch hooking up a massive trailer. This is the Titan's 550-pound-feet of torque, effortlessly towing over 12,000 pounds of boat, horse, pipeline, or RV. This is the sound inside the Titan's luxurious cabin as the six-speed transmission puts the power to the road and the fully boxed steel frame gives a smooth, solid ride. This is the sound of the Titan XD being named 2015 Truck of Texas by the Texas Auto Riders Association. And this is you opening the window for some real music from that Cummins diesel. That is the sound of the new Nissan Titan XD, the every-duty truck, coming this winter. Nissan, innovation that excites. Tow package and Cummins diesel engine are available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. You're on the revolution with Jim and Trev. All right, so great show this week. Yes, it was. Peggy the Big Mouth intern, you are back. So thank you. Big thanks to you. Also, Abner Druckenmiller, Jeff Nimnick, Dan Harrison, Mrs. Bunny, Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy. And Jesus. And Jesus. That's right. Take some kids outdoors this week and introduce them to Jesus. Also to uh, predator hunting, trapping. And uh, you know what? Shoot Jim a text if you have his number. If not, just email him. Radio at OutdoorShowsNumber.com. Uh, we show, missed you, Jimbo. Show him your boo-boos and wish him well, right? Amen. All right, so big thanks also to our 444 stations, all of our sponsors, and, and, and mainly you, the listeners. If it wasn't for you guys... We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be in business, and Becky wouldn't be an intern. And Jim wouldn't be... Uh, Jim, Travis wouldn't be flailing his arm. That's right. All right, local news weather is coming up next. Don't go anywhere. God bless. We all love you, boys and girls. Stay safe this weekend and get some kids outdoors. See you next week. Ah, uh, for all of us... Here at the Revolution, we love you. Peace out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.